Hi, and welcome back to Fuse Bytes. Our guest this month is Andrew Abner, the Director of Enterprise Data Science at Take Two Interactive. Before joining Take Two, Andrew was a Senior Engineering Manager at Pluto and a Technical Lead at HBO. In this conversation, you will learn about AI in the gaming industry, how AI is transforming the day-to-day lives of tech leaders, the partnership between Fuse Machines and Take Two, and much more. Here's the conversation. Andrew, welcome. I, I've been really excited about having this conversation with you. I think uh, you know I'm a bit of a gamer myself, uh, so this is this is fun. I I do definitely like to double dip in terms of the conversations I have, in which just people I really want to talk to, and then if I can record them for a podcast, that's all together. Aside from that, so welcome. Really great. Really really happy to have you. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I know that we had to um, reschedule, but today's the perfect day. Um, back in Los Angeles and ready to uh, have a, a, a great conversation with you. Love it. Love it. I, um, good Lord, you're in the video game industry and you live in LA. Just, just <laughs> I, want, I want to be you when I grow up, man. Um, so why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your background and your journey into your current role? I absolutely know, yeah. and I can, I can say for myself as well, how do you get to be you? Um, yeah. What was that? What was that path yeah. like? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been an interesting path, uh, a path. So currently I'm director of data science at Take Two Interactive. Uh, um, and the journey has been a long journey. So I started out um, as a computer science major at Harvard University, uh, decided, first started out as electrical engineering, uh, switched over to computer science. Uh, you, oh, wow. a, lot make that, a lot of people make that transition. And uh, funny enough, I, I converted over to being a computer science major, but I didn't own a computer with internet access. So hilarious. Yeah. So during my first like two years, I pretty much lived in the Science Center. Uh, yeah. If anyone's yeah. been on Harvard's campus in the Science Center, we had uh, these digital Unix machines and wow. I would just hang out and um, there was this uh, tool called Finger and I would chat with my friends and finger them. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know if people remember that. And, um, you know, really, that's where I, I, I really earned, I learned my my coding chops and my typing chops. Uh, I had this uh, um, graduate school uh, mentor who mm. was an amazing typer. And I remember um, when I first, and he he um, got me my first computer. He's like, hey, I built wow. a computer. I built a new computer. You can take my old computer. So finally in my dorm with the T1 connection, I'm able to like <laughs> build little games. And, and I was going to say a T1 connection and what type of land parties <laughs> you must have immediately set up. I know, I, I know the deal, man. I know the deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this was back in the day we had internet relay chat and Napster yeah. and all of the things going on. And I, I'll never forget this uh, to learn how to code. I mean, to, to be a better coder, I needed to become a better typer. So I spray painted my entire keyboard black so that I would um, memorize not only the, uh, oh. the letter, but also the function keys and everything else that's necessary. So that kind of like was the inception. A- Andrew, of- I, I got to tell you, the movie Hackers is one of my favorite movie at movies ever. And you just reminded me of the scene in which they're spray painting the keyboards. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the universe. Yeah. I absolutely have never known 
a, a real person to have yeah. done that. I love, I love that. That's how you started. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's paid dividends all the way up until today. You know, I can, I love like, you know, just showing off my skills on the keyboard and like really having that connection with the computer. I feel like uh, when you're sitting in front of a computer, you're creating this energy space, <laughs> right? Because uh-huh. you have, you have your machine connected to wires and those wires connected to the internet. And it's like this, like this energy space that you're able to create. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, how I operate all the way through to today. Oh. So, um, you know, after college, I entered, uh, you know, um, the professional ranks, started working. I worked uh, for a hedge fund doing reporting, worked oh, wow. at United Nations, you know, a bunch of um, random, uh, random jobs. And then uh, in 2000. Listen, wait, man, when you talk about random jobs, my random job is working at a grocery store. I'm really, <laughs> that's a varied, that's a varied set of experiences. That's, yeah, I, I recognize yeah. that, but that is random jobs. Yeah, wow, like, love know, it. Random tech jobs, you know. Fair, um, fair, fair enough. You know, yeah, there's a, a bunch of a bunch of tech jobs, but in 2010 is when I entered the media and entertainment space, and that's when something really triggered uh, triggered me, and like my passion was even fueled even more. Uh, you know, I love media and entertainment. I love watching movies. I love YouTube. I love. Yeah. Used to be addicted to video games when I was younger. So sure. this has such a importance to me, and like, and it was the first opportunity where my work became more than just like a way for me to express myself with my computer skills, but also a way to, for me to connect with others um, in a way that um, through, you know, my technical capabilities, but connect, to, connect with them in a different medium. And that's where I'm at today, you know? So you're a gamer. I work for a gaming company. The conversations flow, um, yeah. you know, I have to talk about like, uh python modules anything like that you know we're able yeah. to connect that was something that i felt earlier on in my career was a, a challenge for me because most of my friends were not techies they sure. were and you know i want to connect with them so this is an opportunity for me to connect through my professional experiences as well with people and like millions and tens of millions of people throughout the world absolutely yeah i mean industry wide there's a ps5 off to my left uh next to my <laughs> yeah. desk I, I i mean i i'll try to squeeze in time when i can I, you know I'm, right. I'm, I'm 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 busy with work i'm busy with my with my four-year-old and, and my family yeah. uh but you know if i can squeeze in a few minutes of uh of gta or, or whatever it is um yeah. I'll, I'll 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 do my yeah. i'll do my best yeah. uh you're 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 one thing that really struck me in terms of what you said in terms of that passion like building that you know building that bubble around you as you're just connecting with that machine i i i i love people being in roles that they're clearly meant to be in in which yeah. you know you you it that, that connection with it my brother-in-law is a surgeon uh but he should be he should be nothing else in in that like in all of his spare time it's spent focusing on on his craft and i yes. and i'm blown away that i've never heard anyone describe typing the way that you have which really genuinely shocks me because i do know a lot of people uh that are either developers computer science students uh you know doing this professionally and none of them have spoken to me about typing like you do which is but my <laughs> brother-in-law but my brother i'm, I'm dating myself 
<laughs> no, no, I don't agree. You're, but you, you describe your keyboard like he describes his surgical tools. It, yeah. it is that is so interesting to me. He has a passion for them. He displays classic ones in his office. I can only imagine the keyboard collection that you have. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there you go. So yeah. very interesting. That's another podcast yeah. entirely about whatever mechanical yeah. keyboards you have and the customizations. Yeah. We'll get to that hopefully someday, maybe over coffee. Um, but I, I I love that passion, and I'm I'm genuinely surprised that I haven't heard it described the way that you did. It seems obvious. Um, Having said that, uh, your day, I imagine, is, uh, is is an interesting one, probably every day, and a mix of science and strategy. I'd love to learn what, what motivates you. You've given me a little bit of you give me a little bit of a window in terms of your passion, but what else motivates you every day? How do you keep going each day? Yeah. So you know, just to like um, follow up with the previous like the previous talk that we we're just having, um, connecting with people is yeah. really gives me energy and finding a way to connect with people with my own interests. So uh, um, work is luckily, I'm so lucky to have the opportunity to, to do that with my data scientists, AI engineers, machine learning engineers, uh, and um, on, a, on a daily basis. And interesting enough, I split my time between New York and Los Angeles. So I own a place in both cities. Our headquarters are in New York. So I, when I'm in LA, my day starts at about five o'clock in the morning where I'm like guzzling some coffee. And at 6.15, I have my first scrum call where I get to talk to the entire team about, hey, what's our plan for the day? And we get into what uh, machine learning models or or um, engineering pipeline problems that we need to uh, to overcome for the day. And um and we all turn our cameras on and I go from sleeping to, you know, like wiping the cold out of my eye yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, coffee, yeah. and I get a, a, a group of people who are engaged and ready to accomplish great things on a, on a daily basis. So I love, I love that start to the day. Um, and, and, and really being, having the opportunity to develop that, uh, to talk to people from all different walks of life. We have right. people uh nepal with fuse machines <laughs> absolutely absolutely from, originally from china people from all different walks of life we all get together to, to try to solve these business problems through uh, advanced data science and and engineering techniques and i love that i love the um getting to know people you know uh hey like uh their families getting you know they're going to a wedding i want to know hey how long is the wedding? What type of wedding is yeah. this? You know, um, learning about what people are really passionate about and getting to know them is really what energizes me. So, um, and during my career, I spent a long time as an individual contributor, and I, you know, was the person that showed up to all the birthday parties, saying happy birthday, <laughs> loud, right. the, the loudest singer, <laughs> you know, going yeah. to happy hour. Going to weddings yeah. and uh, the opportunity to be a leader with yeah. the team and show that I care about first who they are and what their passions are first. That really is what motivates me on a day to day basis. And yeah. there's some challenges there as well, too. You know, um, there's challenge, the huge challenges at the executive level is trying to figure out how to marry the business problems and the business goals with mm. these 
individuals and what their passions are and create a situation of success. And that is really the the problem space that I live in on a day-to-day basis. Primarily, I'm thinking about others versus, you know, personal goals and um, aspirations on a day-to-day basis. So, um, yeah, so that's a rough... I I, I adore that. Really rough sketch of what, what, what a day will look like. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. I think I this is the first. So I'm I'm with Fuse right now. I've been here for a couple of years. It's the first role in which I haven't met in person almost the entirety of the, of the team that I that I work with. I joke that it's kind of like I've been watching this Netflix show for the last two years, uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm finally getting the chance to actually meet some folks next week in New York, and I'm gonna lose okay. my mind because it's gonna be like, oh my gosh, it's you! I have no idea if people are four feet tall or ten feet tall because uh, all I get. <laughs> is the Zoom, but you know what? We'll spend ten seconds getting out of the way the fact that we have never been in a, in a room together, and go right back to those mm-hmm. really strong friendships that you're yes. able to build. I was I was a little unsure that I'd be able to do that over Zoom, and I'm talking about New York, but similarly with yeah. folks in Nepal, around the world, and you know, in 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 uh, other parts of the world, um, I do believe that I have those strong relationships, and it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's just over over this medium. Yeah. Yeah, 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 really, know, really cool. Again, it's an energy place, right? Like, yeah. And so we're all looking at these screens that are powered by electricity, that are connected by wires, mm. and really, what creates a business, what creates these relationships, is the energy that you put into it, right? So, like, yeah, we're you know, yeah. I, if I shake my head around, I'm moving those pixels, and it has <laughs> an impact on your machine. Uh, really, we are creating yeah. this uh, energy place. And um, uh, and that transfers over to real life. Like right. the person might be seven foot tall, and you'd be like, "Hey, remember we were joking about some TV show that we watched together?" And like that relationship is still there, and that's really what it's all about. Um, it's putting the um, affording the time to get to know people. Super important. Yeah, no, I, again, I, lo- I love that when you speak of it in terms of energy and then what you put in positively or negatively uh, is is also going to be going to be trans- transmitted. So do your best to be yeah. to, to transmit that positive energy. And I, I can I can definitely I can definitely uh, um, I like I, I absolutely subscribe to that. And and I didn't really put I never thought about that as potentially being the reason to build out these relationships. But if you're a leader, you know, sometimes you got to be the, you know, the only dad in the room. Uh, you got to be the adult and and kind of make sure everyone's getting along. And and to your point, if folks are have their goals and their motivations and, and tying those all together into, you know, you're the one that's going to have to figure out how to how to use those energies and drive towards, you know, the 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 goals that the company has. But hey, it could still be a wonderful team building experience and relationship strengthening experience. That's that that makes perfect sense. So I, now now I'll, I'll dive into this question because I I you've got to have a great answer to this in terms of some milestones that you're particularly proud of, uh, whether it be at your, in your current role, within your education, with, within, uh, you know, personally with your teams. And, and I, I'd love to hear some things that, yeah, these are, these are moments that I'd like to highlight. Yeah. You know, um, there are a lot of achievements, you know, my journey has been, uh, interesting, you know, from working at HBO, working at Pluto to now take two, um, uh, one, the one major thing is the success of the companies overall, right? Like in the impact that I've been able to have with my roles on, uh, in terms of helping the company continue to grow, 
the companies continue to grow is, you know, definitely part of it. Uh, personally, for my team, the biggest, uh, my, the most important milestones are when my team members get promoted. So mm. uh, I've had throughout my journey, multiple uh, uh, instances of this. And then more, most recently, and I've had three uh, data scientists get promoted under my um, leadership. That's wonderful. So, yeah, so that uh, is that by far trumps everything. Just seeing the success of team members, seeing them grow within their careers, uh, uh, growing to have more organizational impact and um, and develop as well. Like that, seeing the development of, you know, direct reports who are, you know, um, hopefully will no longer be direct reports because they don't need me. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really what the goal is. And um, also having a, a team that and really learning how to uh, build um build teams that work well that are right. spread up geographically is mm -hmm. another area like how do you keep people motivated on a day-to-day -day basis when their time zones don't match and they only have three hours of overlap time uh sure how do you, how do you their fall? cultures might not overlap in, in in a lot of ways in which what they're watching or doing or spending their time on is completely yeah. different uh yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can I can relate to that. Yeah. And then that's where gaming comes into play. You know, um, yeah. uh, we all have that as like as a uh, as a social fabric, something for us that's to lovely. build upon. But also there are other aspects to a thriving culture and um, groups that I've had in the past that, you know, I really try to foster on my teams. I want people to feel comfortable to be who they are. I remember you know, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, from the South oh, wow. Bronx. And I remember uh during my first internships I remember I talked to executives you know you have the executive lunch the executive signs up to take interns out and right you know, an overview of the business and they would always ask where are you from and I would say huh. oh I'm from New York City not from the Bronx you know like really mm -hmm. trying to erase part of my true identity to try to fit in interesting that I find extremely important on my team. So I want everyone to be exact, feel comfortable being exactly who they are because that's where your strength comes from. And that creates a more, uh, I want to create an inclusive environment where people feel, you know, um, that that what makes them different, can they, they want to add that difference into the pot. Wow. Like, you know, when I cook, I'm adding all of the spices in the cabinet. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a wonderful analogy. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely, and and I can only imagine what, what I, I I that sounds like something that I think I like to do in terms of I know what it's like to feel maybe not that great feeling or that bad feeling, and I don't want someone else to feel like that under my like on my yeah. team. So if I yeah. can take that away from you and you can skip that step all yep. the better. Uh, and, you know, both of us don't have to go through, uh, you know, necessarily what you went through and, and, uh, and, and uh, let's just, let's just get past that because on my team, that stuff, ideally I'd like to make sure it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And, you know, you've got a happy team. You've got folks that look up to you. You've got, you know, folks that'll, that'll uh, not that that's necessarily the goal, but it does, it does build that strong camaraderie and, and yeah. folks that you, know, hey, you need help, they'll be there for you. 
I yeah. used to have yeah. this um, really when I, when I first became a manager, this was so important to me. And when I'd have orientation, there's this Ice Cube video called "Today Was a Today Was a Good Day." Doing <laughs> well. And yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I have the album, huge fan. <laughs> In the first orientation, you know, you're, it's your first day hired. You're meeting your manager, and I would um, pull up the video, and we'd watch. Today was a good day, and then we'd have a conversation about the video. <laughs> To just like, you know, to let people know that on this team, feel confident and feel free to be who you are. Um, and, uh, and it's a great video to have a conversation about. It's a you damn know. good video. I, I am I am 1000% stealing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if my team in Nepal, there's a few folks in my team that might might be feeling with Ice Cube, but probably from probably from his uh from his recent movies yeah. not necessarily yeah, yeah. from his earlier musical career uh yeah. but I'll uh it's my job to educate them that that's one of I yeah. I, I love free that to, yeah free you to steal that one that one yeah done I promise you I'll let you know how it goes um, yeah with, with uh, an AI engineer it will the conversation will go you you have no idea where it's gonna go <laughs> I, oh uh, yes, I, I promise you, I will let you know. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that was, uh, that was wonderful. Um, I'll, I'll dive a little bit back. I'd love to pick your brain kind of about, you know, the industry in general, technology in general, you guys, I imagine are doing things kind of on the bleeding edge, uh, yes. in, in a number of ways. Um, mm -hmm. and I, so I'd be curious where, you know, what you think could be important for you know, for the success of the gaming industry, I imagine AI is, in gaming is is evolving pretty pretty quickly. Definitely, Definitely. Uh, you know, um, AI really advances the technical capabilities of the actual end product, but also the contributors to the product as well. So, what's hmm. the the current macro um, economic environment that we're in, especially in technology? We're seeing it across the board that there are major layoffs at all of the major big tech companies. Yes. And Absolutely. the strategy is very clear. This is the impact of AI on a day-to-day -day basis and how we do our jobs. Um, uh, and even with our team over you know, the, my time being here, and our team size has, uh, well, our team size has remained consistent. A sure. little bit smaller than when I first started. But right. we're doing much more with less through the use of AI technology. So um, the the basic the biggest example is the viral um how chat GBT has gone viral. You know, um there's an example uh last week I needed to um figure out really quickly how to import a VPC as a resource in a Terraform template. And okay. instead of going to Terraform's reference. <laughs> Sorry if I'm getting a little uh, No, no, I adore this. Please keep going. You couldn't, you couldn't, so, you couldn't yeah, have a so, more captive audience right now. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, um, Amazon has virtual private clouds and um, our infrastructure team owns that to make sure that it's super secure. And I needed to pull that into our, use that as a resource in my own Terraform template, which we use as infrastructure as a service to deploy services within that VPC. And um, and I thought about bothering one of my engineers and sure. learn about this. Instead, I just went to ChatGPT and typed in the same question that we just talked about. And wow. boom, the code came up, copy, 
insert. <laughs> so, wow. and this is coming from like a technology leader. So definitely not to say that, you know, this is something that I do on a day-to-day basis, but it's a small definitely. example of how AI is transforming how we work on a day-to-day basis and, and how we're expected to do much more with less on a day-to-day basis. And that trickles all the way up to the executives as well. Um, what their expectations are in terms of the number of data science models we create, the scale, the number of um, uh, the coverage of the entire marketplace what, and what we're expected to produce is um, growing exponentially because of AI. And uh we accept it. And I think it's part of, I think it's part of the culture of, in technology and we need to adopt that. And then also, you know, from an end user's perspective, a gamer, the gamer is expecting, you know, um, yeah. the game to, to react to how they, how they feel, you know, uh, uh, how they're doing, if they're struggling, they expect the game to like adapt to that as well. And, and Absolutely. Or don't be dumb. I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing a driving game and the, the, the AI drives me off the road, like follow the rules, man. Like, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A little bit more. Exactly. Exactly. And that's from, yeah, from the actual gameplay to uh, the graphics to the emotions that are sh- shown when you lose a game, yes. you know, you can look at the players and they're they're sad, and you can see that ex- those expressions on their faces. Uh, um, we expect a lot more from technology, and it happens uh, when it happens. It's everywhere. It propagates everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, one game shows this capability. Now all the games are expected to have that capability. Yes, yeah. one engineer starts um, picking up new technology within a day. Every wow. day you pick up a new technology. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, the- I mean, it's funny that I, I'm a big basketball fan and they say the NBA is a copycat league. And yeah. it, I, I, and that's, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but basically like, uh, you know, I'm in Toronto. I'm a huge Toronto Raptors fan. They ran this one play called the box and one. It's what helped us win a championship and kind of keep Steph Curry yeah. at bay. And at the time, it was, what's this ridiculous high school play that you're running? It was very, very unusual and, and ahead of the game to actually put something in. And now it's just commonplace in the NBA. And, right. and I've never right. thought of it, of course, in other industries and especially in something. I mean, you guys, with, mm-hmm. the, with the gaming industry being bigger than movies, of course, yeah. the visibility on something like that is so high that, of course, yeah. I, I mean, if I was a rival company or, or, or an indie gamer, I, you know, I experienced something that I connected with and something that, that, that you built. Yeah. I want that too. Uh, yeah. that, um, and, and you can do it quickly, uh, well, quicker than you used to be able to, in terms of adopting these, these new technologies. Yeah. And, and, wow. and for all aspects of the business are impacted by AI, right? So finance, yeah. legal, you know, you're expected Definitely. to, be able to uh, uh, turn around those contracts at a, faster of the, the absolutely idea. i don't have to ask my legal team i think i had a similar experience to you in that yeah. i could ask rather like i mean a question that i can't answer i'm not i'm not a lawyer but well actually if we need to modify this clause is that going to be compliant with what have you ChatGPT can give me that answer and i don't have to bother my legal team or truthfully i don't have to wait uh on yeah. a very uh very busy legal team to give me what would have taken them 10 minutes 
but you know, in the queue of their busy, busy life, it's, it's the, the similarities on that is, is, is nuts, but that just goes to show that the technology is kind of pervasive. It is pervasive 100%. And, and we have to adopt or die. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I wonder, and- I wonder what my, my son will be like, he's four. Um, and it, it's interesting. I just, I, I, I don't know what he, I, I'm fairly confident he'll have a job that doesn't exist yet. Uh, and we'll, we'll see unless he becomes a dancer. There's a very good chance that he'll become a dancer. I'm not, I'm not sure. So that, that I, I, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen some of the Boston. Yeah. What's I, that, just, I, I just had this conversation with one of my college buddies. Uh, yeah. we, my godson is like a superstar student. He's really interested in programming. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you need to program anymore. Maybe we need to refocus. Uh, Maybe you want to think about managing large suites yeah. of programs or, you know, yeah. things from a different perspective. But uh, it's the reality of where we're at. And, um, and you know, adopting that, making that part of the culture of your team culture. You know, I tell the team, use chat GPT use ai yeah. use it Reporting AI, yeah. but use it as well uh and um it's, that's a huge strategy the other big strategy hmm. piece is you know that often gets lost is measuring the value that you're adding on a at a project level uh um super important right so we get all these wild ideas for for different, um, you know, we we're, we'll sit with the marketing team with these wild ideas uh, and deliver those wild ideas. But ultimately, it's important to understand, you know, and this goes all the way back to relationship building, understanding what drives the individual, what drives that department, what's the core fabric of, of your stakeholders as well, and measuring the impact of the decisions that are made based off of our analytical and AI tools that we provide to other stakeholders is super important. So, um, and I see it from a strategy perspective, like really thinking and understanding not just our own model of operating as a department, but understanding the model of other stakeholders that we work with or end users so that we can start to measure the impact as well. We feel the impact, know that there's an impact, uh, but measuring that is right. a key aspect of our of my strategy as a leader. And um, right, right. I imagine also that makes perfect sense in terms of measuring and being able to get a sense of impact. But having real numbers to it, if I'm if I've got weight loss goals and I don't step on a scale yeah. every once in a while, <laughs> exactly. I don't know, I, is, this, is this working? I can't I can't yeah. tell. I uh, that 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 makes sense and. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as your and, and that's that's interesting to me. Given this, you know, the size of the of, of the team and the, and the teams that you're connected to, that makes sense. How important that would be. Uh, there's certain efficiencies that you need to maintain. Um, yes. And and yeah. you know, fuse fuse machines by no by 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 no means is you know uh, as large as a take two. But those are things in my role that we're looking to improve on, um, mm-hmm. and and not just go by feel. Because uh, yes. as we as we are looking to scale, those are absolutely the things. And hey, it, it, and if you've got the time, I might pick your brain later, yeah. Uh, yeah. sometime over the next couple of weeks, uh, in terms yeah. of some of the interesting we're trying to achieve. Definitely, definitely. You know, like working with fuse machines, uh, a lot of our innovative ideas have, has come from uh, 
people from fuse machines. They're like, hey, the way we're doing this, we can improve. <laughs> we have yeah. ideas. Well, so, well let, let, let's talk about this partnership. I, I, it's obviously, it's, it's obviously one when I first joined was was the name that jumped out to me in terms of some uh, of the contracts and what have you that I had seen. Obviously, being you know being a bit of a fan of of yeah. uh, of, of of Take Two, Two K, Rockstar. Um, but um, you know, with that partnership, and especially as an organization that that uh, with Fuse Machines, we, we look very much so to democratize AI, not just a banner that appears on our on our on our social media or our website but um how 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 are we partnering together to 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 better unlock that full potential of ai yeah well i think what makes fuse machines different from other vendors is that fuse machines is more like a family um uh than a vendor you know uh um <clears throat> uh during my time in my interaction with fuse machine with fuse machines, uh, the, they, every single person, you know, like we work with a lot of, we have several consultants from fuse machines that, that are embedded within our teams. And, uh, they, there isn't like a hierarchy for say, right. Everyone mm-hmm. has equal seat at the table and they feel like an equal contributor. And that's a, that works extremely well because within that culture, that family culture, um, there's care that's taken and love and respect that is delivered in the workplace. And um, we, we, you know, in in New York City <laughs> or yeah. like in other cities in New York and uh, in, in uh, the U.S., we can lose that, right? We lose Definitely. that 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 love and care that is super important. Um, in terms of developing the relationships and um, delivering on projects. So that has been tremendous for us. And uh, also, you know, that each one teach one, uh, one uh, when someone learns something with fuse machines, everyone right. learns it. And right. that as well, too, because the, the, uh, the consultants that we work with with fuse machines grow, and we see the like uh, a rapid development in their in their technical capabilities wow. during our working with them, and that also sets the standard high for what we need on our internal teams to show growth as well too. So that's been like in terms of the uh, partnership, it's been great, and the entire right. story founder of how he's from Nepal. Yep. You know, went to the States, got his PhD and went back. That resonates with me as well, because, you know, I'm from the Bronx. Uh, there aren't a lot of software engineers coming out of the Bronx, but, you know, I make sure. it, uh, I make it, uh, it's important to me to to go back to where I'm from and, right. and provide opportunities as well. So seeing what the founder of uh, Fuse Machines has done is extremely inspiring. And yeah. uh, and also the, uh, um, yeah, so that's the key. I, I, that, that, that resonates so much with me. Yeah, that's you, a key you, difference. You use the word twice. You use the word yeah. love twice. Yes, and, yes, yes. No, but I'm, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't, <laughs> no, it's not, you know, it's, it's I, 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 I think it's 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 not something that I had necessarily. I don't think I've used the word in the context, but it is absolutely that. 
Like I, yeah. I talk about, you know, you use family. I've definitely spoken about Fuse family. I get mocked for talking about my Fuse family and I don't care, but yeah. it is, you're right. It is more than yeah. that. Uh, yeah. And I can say that about us internally in terms of there, that love is there, that care is there. Uh, and, and it goes back to my earlier question about, or my earlier point about being able to connect with folks over, over borders, over oceans, just yes. through, through ones and zeros on the, on the screen. Um, but that's why. And and it's the culture, and and I'm I'm it's so wonderful to hear one of our partners say that. But it is the culture that we foster here when we're looking to bring new members of the team wherever they may be, whatever whatever business unit, whatever we're working on. But that's got to mm -hmm. be part of their DNA because they're not going to fit in if they're not also going to you know basically subscribe to that. Yeah. And that word. It's I now twice now a word that I that I've never I'm shocked that I haven't heard before in that context, but absolutely yeah. that love and care in our world, uh, in yeah. in within our teams and with our partners and our clients and and what have you is it it it's front and center. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 Over. really it's really encouraging to hear that from from someone yeah. on the other side. And then, you know, like with any family over a long period of time, you go through cycles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, well said. There's cycles where, hey, you know, you're looking forward to having breakfast in the morning. Our breakfast would be our morning scrum and our yeah. agile ceremonial meetings. Uh, and there are other times where you sit at breakfast, you don't want to talk. You just need to get <laughs> and get on with your day. So you know, yes, uh, but I appreciate the people at the table that will yeah. let me not talk because yeah. you know, man, he needs exactly. a minute. He, they know me. They understand yeah. the flow and the and and the way that we work together. Exactly, I love it. Exactly. So, um, that really, um, it's been a, a great journey and and ride. Uh, with fuse machines and it's been you know going on a few years right they were they yeah were, absolutely take absolutely I'm still here today sure and you know i think you've answered a lot of these things but i, I want to dive a little bit more into that kind of that the distributed teams and working with distributed teams uh, obviously with video games uh there's a there's an implication already of a virtual world i was talking to my wife yeah. the other day and uh she's uh I, i'm pretty excited about vr being as accessible as it's going to be in the next couple of years. I'm a, I'm a gearhead. So the idea of me being able to drop on some goggles and driving around in a Porsche uh, yeah. and, um, uh, and actually really being immersed in it. And that's absolutely where we're, where we're headed. I, you know, I believe I, one of these days I'm going to be wearing a full haptic suit uh, and, uh, and doing X number of things and, and, and dunking on prime Michael Jordan. I'm pretty yes. sure that's going to be something that I'll be doing in the, in the future, but how was, how was the experience for you and your team in terms of transitioning in from, from working in an office to uh, working virtually and also you being bi-coastal must be, yes. must be interesting. So, you know, I really am big. We all learn how to be good virtual citizens during the pandemic, mm. um, which helped a lot. And we have a virtual first. So every meeting that we schedule, there's a Zoom associated with it. So we're all in the, yeah. in the meet. We're meeting in the office. We're in Midtown. Um, and there's one person that won't be in the office. There's always a Zoom and we're, you know, virtual first. Uh, also, there's some advantages to being virtual. You know, the speed of communication uh, on Slack with our Slack channels and, and being able yeah. to break up different threads. Uh, you know, we use all the, the technology. We've adopted all the technology necessary so that we can um improve our 
communication, which is the the key thing that is the is like uh, in conflict with virtual teams. Like, how is the communication? How is that spontaneity? And then what we found is that spontaneity is still there. It just creates. It just requires an investment in actively communicating. You're not gonna hear something uh, osmosis across the the hall. You have to take that conversation and share it and actively share it with others. Um, and that's part of our team culture. So we have uh, so many Slack channels that are going all the time. I think I have Slack right. turned now, otherwise you would hear it popping off. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, but you've got that engagement. You've got people yeah. with like, like, I can, yeah. I can understand that because if, if it's harder to communicate and you can't find the right people and you're, you're living, a lo- you're off on this island and you're struggling with something, you can't get the yeah. assistance, you can't get the camaraderie, you can't have a quick conversation. I can get why that would, why yeah. that would uh, be a place that people wouldn't want to be in anymore. But yeah. I think we've all sought out connection. We've all sought out that collaboration and we've, we've gotten better at it. It's funny how yeah. a lot of these companies, most companies didn't have some sort of remote structure uh, or technology or pr- people or process and they just had to. And they did it in yeah. short order because it was either that or die. Um, mm-hmm. And again, wonderfully, I've, I've found collaboration there. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm excited about my trip to New York next week in which I actually yeah. get to hug no, some, some folks. Uh, you do yeah. need that on some sort of recurring basis. But but yeah. my, my day-to-days can be can be pretty yeah. um, pretty engaging and, and fun. Yeah, and there's a huge drop-off when with cameras on and cameras off. And there are times, you know, where we're meeting and it's 8 or 9 p.m. in Nepal and, you know, the family just ate dinner and they're watching television. Yeah. So they don't want to turn your camera on, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Nepal, I hear you. So there are those times where we don't have that connectivity. I have like an open uh, uh, office hour policy. If I'm not in a meeting, you can Slack me, Zoom, yeah. and I'll hop for ten for up to ten minutes. Doesn't matter what time yeah. of the day. Uh, um, you know, and during office hour, during work, of course. Hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But no, but Slack. that accessibility. I get. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you, but that accessibility matters as a leader. Uh, you know, if I, for me to be a member of your team and, you know, perhaps if I'm someone that reports to someone that reports to you, but still, if I have that accessibility to you, uh, I feel so valued that, yeah. and, and, and heard uh, uh, that, you know, that at any, at any moment, uh, I may not use that all that often, but just the fact that it's there and it's real. And that yeah. I know that that conversation, I won't just be kind of shoved to the side that that's going to fuel me. And I, 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 and admittedly, I've had a lot of jobs in my career and I haven't always had that access to my leaders. Uh, and I kind of thought that was just normal until I got it. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. That was a choice by those other leaders that they just, for whatever reason that they, they didn't want to provide me with. And when I have it, I mean, you're supercharging those conversations that, that development uh, it's amazing how just the little nudges, are, can lead me down a path where I might just, I, you know, I might end my journey if I didn't just get a little bit of encouragement or a little bit of direction, just a note here and there. Um, so I can only imagine your team, how much they would appreciate that. And I also imagine that the other folks in your team do the same thing or they're, you're not unique yes, in that. Exactly. And I, I try I, because, it, because again, yeah. if my leader is doing something, then you know what, I'm going to want to do that, do that as well. 
um that that makes i mean that's just a great lesson for 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 anyone that accessibility to someone with your with your, your with your pedigree truthfully I, i've known folks that might have had similar uh similar pedigrees to you or something you know fair you know fair, you know they've come from great schools and they have great great experience but they wouldn't dare give me the time of day and oh, okay i guess that's just the way this works so ha having access to that is just is a wonderful wonderful thing and andrew i'm realizing now that i am way off course in terms of time and i i, I absolutely could talk to you all yes. day but i one question i definitely didn't want to lose as we as we wrap up as, I, as i've taken up too much of your time is i've definitely heard that youtube is a bit of a guilty pleasure for you oh, i've got my own my own channels that i obsess over but i'd love to learn a little bit more about some of the content that you engage with and if there's anything that you might recommend uh recently that are, that uh that our, our our audience should check out definitely so i'm a big boxing fan love okay. boxing and i follow uh uh several boxing podcasts and get you know where they interview it's like a you know it's a niche sport uh yeah. definitely recommended some of the channels that i love i love es news i love fight hype and i really um connect with the story of these boxers that um boxing is more like it's one of those sports where you don't get as much support it's very similar to software engineering and ai right <laughs> oh i'm gonna i'm i'm, I'm gonna adore that connection i forgive so, me so, i'm a I, I can't understand yeah. that connection what yeah how, yeah so, how would that be you know um if you go to a boxing gym and you have a trainer you can call yourself yeah. a boxer if you take a couple online courses and learn how to code, you can call yourself an engineer or an AI engineer, <laughs> right? There isn't okay. like a accreditation that's universally, whereas if you're a lawyer, you need to get past the bar. Or if you're a doctor, there's like a, a board exam that you need to pass. There isn't one of those for like software and there isn't one for boxing. Interesting. But, but the it's a lifestyle, right? Once you... Once you choose the profession, it becomes part of your DNA, and that and it's a and it's a it's a lot of times that road that you're walking you're walking by yourself through that road. So when I look at the when I listen to the oh, story, wow. and it, res, it it I just you know I love it, and you know I will you'll see I'll find myself crying when they have those like those sure. documents that talk about their journey and how they you know boxing has been the one thing that's gotten them through all the tough times and like i'm like you know um i, I totally understand that. <laughs> there are times where i'm like playing around with uh stable uh stable diffusion and just drawing images and being creative or like or building games or yeah uh, writing code or building a website and like it's getting me through some really dark times in my own my own life yeah. so, uh, um and and so i love boxing i definitely recommend if anyone wants to pick a very sport. cool well we'll 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 make sure we add some of the links in the description uh so that folks can 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 grab those uh, Andrew, I cannot tell you how much fun this was, and I definitely could have easily have done another another hour, if not more. 
but I, I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're incredibly busy. I am absolutely, I don't know if it'll show up. I'm super going to, I'm going to dive in if I get a chance, man. I, I just like, now I'm just itching for it after this conversation. Um, but uh, again, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, and, and you know what, I'll, if, if it's all right, I might reach out and, and pick your brain a little bit here and there. I make sure, I'll make sure it won't be more than 10 minutes. I'll respect yeah. I'll respect the, the hours, but I might shoot you a note and love to love to get your thoughts on on leadership as well. Because I, uh, I I imagine those folks on your team feel pretty lucky to uh, to to be able to report into you. So all the all, all the best and and much success in in, in 2023. Um, I can't wait to see what uh, what else Take Two brings uh, in in the, in the in the next year. Have a great time. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Fuse Bites. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you'll join us next time. Let us know what you think with a review or comment. Our next episode will be out in a month and you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. To learn more about Fuse Machines and the work we do, visit www.fusemachines.com.